Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Magic Pisces Podcast. How are you today? Are you having a good day? Have you made a gratitude list lately? Have you visualized what you have you visualized something that you would like to create and you know maybe you'd like to write a book but you've got motive you've got no motivation this is a thing i like to do i've got no motivation to write so i'll just visualize myself writing and then maybe magically i'll end up writing writing is so hard writing takes so much dedication i wish i wish i was a better like I wish I was as a, a, a as good of a musician as a, a songwriter as I am a musical as I am like a writer writer maybe I am who knows but writing is just really hard there's this quote I can't remember who it is but the quote is writing is easy you just you just stare at the page until blood spills from your forehead I'm paraphrasing a little bit but it's it's something to the effect of blood staring at a page until blood drips out. That's kind of how it is. I went to the coffee shop today and I spent an hour on one. It's like, it's like this one, like five sentence section of my book, right? At the, right at the very beginning. It's like the, literally like the first, it's like the first paragraph or two. And I'm just like caught up in like these five sentences. It's a bitch. But the blood started to drip from my forehead, so I started to get somewhere. So we shall see. The rough draft, the rough, rough draft has been done for a very long time. And now I'm, I've, the, the part where I was just staring at, the part I was just staring at has been professionally edited with a professional editor by a professional editor and given the go ahead. And the perfectionist in me is just like, nope. Nope, this isn't good enough. It's got to be better. It's got to be perfect. And I think it does. I really think it has to be perfect or it's not worth doing. I don't want to write some book that's not perfect stylistically. And I can kind of tell when it's dialed in and when it's not. So what's the thing that you are here to create? What is the thing that universe sent you here to create? Maybe it's a family. Maybe it's the little people you raise. Maybe that's the thing God sent you here to create. Apparently, God didn't send me here to create a family because I don't have one. It's very odd being 47. You start to, there's just this, ex, there's, it's, very, it's a very existential age. I'm just, I, I think that's the right word. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of this existential crisis. Like, I'm never going to have a kid. Like, what the fuck? Dave Keenest will not produce any offspring. And maybe he should. Maybe he shouldn't because he's a little crazy and maybe he shouldn't reproduce. Pe- people, tell me all, people tell me all the time, or I've, I've heard it often, that I would be a good father. And I'm like, yeah, on a good day. On one of my good days, I would be the greatest father ever. One of my bad days might drastically counterbalance that. So who the fuck knows? I don't know. Acknowledgement to all of the mothers and fathers out there. So the world is interesting. I finally found a way to relate to it through the lens of Course in Miracle that's empowering for me, and that would be Course in Miracles Lesson 14, I believe it is, which 
which you basically Course in Miracles lesson five, I believe it is, says I'm I'm never upset for the reason that I think. So you think you're pissed at your neighbor because they have a barking dog, but that's really not the reason you're upset. You're upset for something else. You have no idea the reason you're upset. Course in Miracles is pretty deep. It is something you could spend your lifetime studying, but that's really empowering. It's really empowering for me to catch myself. And, you know, I, I've mentioned my the barking dogs next door. And if I'm never upset for the reason that I think, if, if it's something else, and then if you go going to jump ahead to Course in Miracles Lesson 24, I do not perceive my own best interests, there's, there's a lot available there, right, to myself and to whomever else should choose to wrap their head around the course. And there's a, there's a I believe it's Lesson 14, which is I'm upset. I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. And, and the way that you work down through the lesson is I think I see a violent world. I think I see a, an oppressed world. I think I see a world of up is down, down is up, left is right, man is woman. I think I see an unfair world, etc. And then you say, no, but I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. And then the lesson that immediately follows that is, an, is that a meaningless world engenders fear. So when I'm seeing, you know, all of these, you know, for instance... Um, the the recent shooting, Uvalde, the Uvalde shooting, I, I think I see a violent world, but really what I'm seeing is a meaningless world. Now, there's a metaphysical component to Course in Miracles that can, people can sometimes use it as a, like a spiritual bypass. So, you know, I would never go up to one of the families of one of the victims and say, oh, this is, it's all an, it's all an illusion. I have a, I have a friend. I have a friend in Chicago who's like this sort of spiritual bypassing Course in Miracles type of a guy. And and he's going around during COVID. You know, he would like go into people's homes. And Rogers Park, Chicago in general, is very left-leaning overall. So it's like mask central. I went, into, I went to Rogers Park, I want to say, a year and a half ago. I mean, and there's just everywhere you... I mean, everybody's got a mask. People are like... 700 feet away from each other and they're walking around with masks so everybody's got a mask on everywhere always i think they still do but but my friend's going my friend's like a handyman he's going into people's apartments being like he might be listening by the way god bless you my brother he's going into people's homes and and it's all an illusion you know COVID. it's all an illusion it's just a meaningless world you're just seeing what doesn't really exist and you know that's that that is not the point of it all. Yes, like COVID is real, right? Yes, people people really got sick from COVID. So the last thing you want to do is, you know, say to someone who perhaps is perhaps has a relative in the hospital or who has a relative who died who was directly impacted by COVID is it's just an illusion. You're just seeing a meaningless world. So that's not the way you want to do it. That's not the way you want to address like reality. But internally i'm like oh this is just this is meaninglessness so any basically course of miracle says anything that is anything is that is not love love is the ultimate reality love is the only reality anything that is not love is not reality now you can dispute that and you could get into a a, a philosophical discussion around it but i find it to be an empowering way to see 
the current events of the world. Because if you go back and you listen to my episodes from a year and a half ago, year ago, I was batshit crazy, and it was goddamn that, goddamn leftist this, and goddamn leftist that, leftist that, and fucking Wokians, and blah, and I might have even been that way last week. But what's really going on is I'm seeing a meaningless world. I'm seeing a, a world that is devoid of love. And because I'm seeing a world that is devoid of love, I there's that that engenders fear. So I'm afraid because I'm seeing a meaningless world. Right? So it's and 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 you start to have internal shifts immediately. Now I've been studying the course for over eleven years. So or I don't maybe maybe about eight or nine years. But so I can I can click right into it. I understand it at a very deep level. So I, if I just open it up and for a couple of days start to just kind of review it and thumb through the lessons, I will have, I will notice an immediate shift in my consciousness. I go and I, and in the evenings I get, I get crazy in the evenings. I get very depressed. That's when that sort of existential nightmare starts to creep its way in. Like I've got nobody, I've got no partner, I've got no kids. When I try to have a partner, it gets all fucked up because I'm a little fucking crazy, right? Like, that's when that stuff starts to kick in. And if I do some kundalini yoga and then I don't get on the computer right afterwards and I get into the Course in Miracles, I will have a very peaceful evening. If I begin my day the same way, I will often have a peaceful day. And then if I do something productive in between, like stare at a page until blood comes out of my head and... The client calls that I have, you know, it's recipe for a good day. So that may or may not apply to you. But I think the takeaway is that we have an opportunity to be triggered by the world and become upset by the world and become derailed because of the world, right? There's not, and, and, and I think it's happened to everyone. I mean, if this, if you haven't been derailed by the events of the, the in, in the world the last few, two years, I don't. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, who knows? But um, it's, I, I think it comes down to the responsibility that we have as human beings for what goes on in between our two ears. And what was happening, what, I think what was happening for many of us is that we were giving our power away. So you're having a good day. You go on Facebook and there's something you don't like to see on Facebook and then you give your power away to it. I, I, I um, what's the word? Deactivated Facebook last night because I, I made a comment. <laughs> so stupid. I made a comment and somebody didn't like it or laugh at it. I thought it was funny. They didn't think it was funny. There was no response to it. And so I had like a panic attack and I deactivated my account. This, see, it's the only reason I ever deactivated my account is because I say something I think is funny and people don't think it's funny. And then I'm like, oh shit. And I freak out and I deactivate. I just need to stay the hell off of there. But then you get lonely. It's a really amazing way to not be lonely. So is, you know, going out into public, God forbid. But anyway... Again, lots of crazy things happening in the world. I watched, I think it was on Saturday, I watched this Matt Walsh documentary. Matt Walsh is a conservative guy with the Daily Wire. There's something about Matt Walsh that rubs me the wrong way. There's something about him that I feel might actually be like truly homophobic, truly transphobic, truly 
bigoted to a certain degree. It's not, it doesn't mean that there aren't things to pay attention to, but things that he says to pay attention to. There's, you can often find, you know, I don't think you're going to find any gold in, you know, the deliveries of, in the delivery of, say, you know, the Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. I don't think that you could really mine any gold out of the... I don't think there's a baby that you're throwing away with the bathwater if you were to go to, say, a Klan rally. Um, but with a lot of the things conservatives say, I don't identify as a conservative. I think that a lot of the things that... Con- there's a lot of gold in a lot of the things that conservatives say. And so I watched the... He just made this documentary called What is a Woman? And... um. You know, uh, to say that it is uh, disturbing it would be, I, th- I think, a bit of an understatement. Um, it's, it's, it's people's un- unwillingness to, to answer that question, and there's a lot of very peculiar circular logic that, that a lot of the, those, uh, a lot of, you know, progressives and and trans activists em, employ and 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 it's again dis- disturbing at best simply because there's there's this there's this component of of the children to it all and 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 I it, it's interesting because I I'm not I mean I'm not transphobic at all i have i have one two people in my life that i would consider good friends at least friends maybe not good friends great friends but friends who are who are trans and i've got non they're 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 both non-binary trans masculine and they both use they them pronouns and then i have a i know this amazing fabulous woman in chicago um, who's a, a trans woman and just who's uh, a, an immediate relative of someone who's uh, I consider a very good friend, a very close friend who I revere and respect as, as much as you could revere and respect. Do you revere a person? Yeah, respect another human being. So, and then, you know, I know, have known several others over the course of, the, of my my lifetime. And, and so in regards to the whole gender ideology Argument or whatever it is you want to call it, the 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 phenomenon of gender ideology as a talking point or a point of contention or whatever you want to call it, currently in the United States and I believe globally also, is that I, for instance, let's say a child is trans, a, a a true trans child. Uh, and I believe that they do exist. I am 100% in support of supporting that 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 being, that human being in becoming who they truly are, right? Um, I fully support the human being's right to express themselves as as they for as they truly are for they for for they for who they truly are and i think one of the the differences you see amongst gay people 
And by the way, happy Trans Month. If you're a, if you're a person, or not Trans Month, happy Pride Month. If you're a person that is, you know, to any of my gay listeners, if I have any, God bless you. If you're a person who, you know, has an inkling to try something a little crazy, go for it. It's Pride Month. This is the month. Allow yourself to be you. Is there a curiosity you'd like to indulge in? I fully support that. Fully 1 million percent. However, I find that gay, you know, gay people, like, I have these two lesbians that live next door to me. Like, they, they just, they just, they just want to be the happy lesbian couple that they are. And I know all kinds of gay people, and gay people, I, you don't see, you don't see gay people showing up at the, you don't see gay people showing up at the preschool. I'm exaggerating a little bit, um, and uh, telling the children that they can experiment with their sexuality. There's just not really this push to encourage people to experiment outside of the norm. O overall, you just don't see too much of that. Um, some people are gay, and all that means is when they start to have sex feelings, is that those feelings are for the same sex. That's it. the 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 gender The gender thing is a little different because you've you've got these a lot of these influencers. Um, I can't remember the name of one of them. There's this one. There's this one I follow on YouTube. Just it's just an overall. He's just an overall obnoxious human being. This I would never want to be in the same room with him at all. He's just sort of annoying and insistent that you see things the way he does. He goes by he, him. So I absolutely no problem referring to as he or him. But the, the notion that, and, and I would also agree with a lot of the, 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 Tran, the, the notion that perhaps the fact that gender is in fact fluid. I have a f fairly pronounced feminine side and I have an incredibly sensitive side. I'm probably a lot more sensitive than a lot of women in a lot of ways. I'm, I've always been that way and it's a bless, excuse me, it's a blessing and a curse. But um, telling children that boys can be girls and that girls can be boys and that some girls have penises and that some boys have vaginas when they are in an incredibly um, uh, crucial, as, as they're actually in, you know, experiencing one developmentally crucial moment after another, after another, after another, after another. Um, and, you know, lobbing that in there that um, you could maybe be a girl um, could be incredibly confusing to the kid who, say, is a little boy who maybe likes his sister's Barbie. Um, and then just th lobbing that sort of m developmental monkey wrench into the picture could be incredibly confusing. That in and of itself, I don't see as the healthiest thing. I just don't see it as the healthiest thing. I'm sorry, I don't. Most people don't. Most people privately feel that way, and they're afraid to share how they feel. 
because somehow the the media has been um, has has gotten behind these things that a very 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 small percentage of the population are saying about gender. And so now you've got, I mean, I'm literally afraid to even talk about this because I've got a book coming out and I don't want people to think I'm a phobe because I've brought this up on this podcast. I'll probably have to like delete this episode when my book gets released because I don't want someone to go back through the queue and label me as something I'm not. But it's, uh, it's, it's just, Back to this documentary, What is a Woman? It's, it's, there are some people, I mean, I'm, I've been working with human beings in a very, very up close and personal way for over a decade. And I know when someone is not all there. I just do. And there's this gender affirming therapist who is not all there. She, well, she doesn't call herself a woman. She says, Matt Walsh at the end says, he asks her, so what is a woman? And she says, I don't know because I'm not a woman. Well, she sure looks like a woman or they sure look like a woman. But this woman's job, this person's job, this human being's job is to affirm that when a child shows up to her office, her her job is to affirm what this child has come to believe about him or herself. Again, some children are truly trans. So those children should be not only allowed, but encouraged to become who they truly are. Now, side note, on the, on the, the trans, I believe that, that true trans people are mystical in nature. So in other words, if you were to, if you were to, um, or any, how am I? I'm fucking up with the I'm fucking up the wording on this. Some um, trans people are mystical in nature, right? And so if you were to read the based on my opinion of those who I know, they're just sort of otherworldly or they it's almost as if they exist in different dimensions and I see the true transhood or whatever you want to call it, true trans transmanship. True transness, I guess that's the word. True transness is a I see it as a spiritual gift and I see it as almost a shape-shifting type of a thing and I see it as mystical and I see it as beautiful and just kind of amazing. And so if you were to look at the the DSM-5 or the DSM-4, you know, the psychiatric man- manual for the manual for psychiatric disorders, I don't even think that gender dysphoria should be in there. Like so I don't even believe if it's a person is truly trans, I I don't th- I don't believe that that's gender dis- dis- dysphoria. I don't believe that that's, there's anything disordered about that. I think that this person has a spiritual gift and that they're caught up in this society and this society has di- dictates what gender is supposed to look like based on sex and that these mystical beings don't exist inside of that. They exist outside of that and are truly, truly non-binary. So they're not one or the other. They're just this other thing. And I believe that that's a beautiful spiritual gift that gets shit on by bigotry and society and the man and all of that. But, you know, now you've got, you've got 
basically in several states, if you get convicted of a crime now and you're a man, you can just switch and say that you identify as a woman and then you can go to women's prison and there have been two inmates that have become, <laughs> there are two women that have been impregnated by trans women in, I'm not sure which state it is. It might be California, it might be another state, but yeah, so now you've got men who identify as women. So they're women because they say they're women. They've been affirmed. We've affirmed them as women or we've affirmed their feelings regarding to them regarding them being women and then we send them to such an extent that we send them to women's prison where they can stick their penises into other women and impregnate them so can we please be having a conversation about this i said it several episodes ago uh i believe that a woman has a right to feel uncomfortable if there's a person with a penis in the locker room with them no matter how they identify so maybe check out that documentary what is a woman you have to subscribe to the daily wire and pay like their 10 bucks a month you could just sign up for a month and then cancel immediately worth watching worth watching and check out the youtube channel i mentioned it i think the last episode trigonometry because they're they're discussing these sorts of issues as well and it's just sort of disturbing that youtube demonetizes people they, youtube demonic demonetized Blair White, who is a female trans woman, a woman with a penis. It's pretty hot, honestly. And uh, they demonetized her for saying these sorts of things. Now, this is a trans woman. And then you've got people who aren't gay or aren't trans saying that she's transphobic, which I find incredibly peculiar. And then she's being demonetized for it. So these are the types of things that not only this movie, but again, the Trigonometry YouTube channel sort of a dress but the the biggest concern i have is for is for the children because my mother i was talking to my mom last week and my mom mentioned that some little girl had like a three-year-old girl a four-year-old girl had asked her when she decided to be a woman so i'm thinking this is all just some like sensationalistic right-wing stuff that's saying they're coming after the children they're coming after the children i'm like you know willing to err on the side of you know your average very good kind-hearted leftist or liberal and and then i hear that and that was really disturbing because you've got it's it's i don't want to say it's infected but it's it's gotten to the level where you've got just some random little three-year-old girl bringing something like bringing up this thing that you could or this subject or this yeah i guess subject that you could suggest they've been indoctrinated around. So it really starts to beg, I think, deeper questions about what might be going on behind the scenes there. Like what, what might be lurking around in the spiritual fabric of all of this? Is there perhaps some being kind of at the head of all of it who's sort of directing all of this what in the hell is going on with that you know and, and I watched a video not that long ago that was basically saying that that the LGBT and I thought actually I thought that when they said LGBTQIA I thought that that was like the conservatives 
Ben Shapiro's like LGBTQIA, and I thought he was he's like he's exaggerating to to like prove a point, but that's actually it. So the the it was this video that was saying that that movement is cultural Marxism. So that's what and and I would not be inclined to dismiss that notion at all. So Marxism basically says there are haves and there are have-nots, and society is inherently unjust, and so it is the job of the have-nots to take away from the haves. So what might be, and and so now you've got this trans movement that is basically saying there's a, a disenfranchised group of people, they are the have-nots, and it's their job to get what is theirs. And same with, you know, the same you'd obviously say about Black Lives Matter. And so then you're starting to... Um, you starting to see the district the district attorney for instance of San Francisco who was voted out last night turn a blind eye to the you know basically what comes down what what amounts to organized bands of criminals breaking into fancy you know fancy boutiques in San Francisco and Los Angeles and basically walk away scot free not be prosecuted for these crimes at all and so there's a there's almost like this institutional component at work to this notion of cultural marxism so in other words the powers that be seem to be supporting this type of thing and this this type of phenomenon occurring and that's interesting at best and very 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 disturbing at worst and again this guy I forget his name um he he got voted out last night because the people in san francisco are like we don't feel safe walking down the street anymore now it's funny because i believe that the majority of those who wanted him out were actually minorities were actually like uh mexicans and and african-americans and and the people that want to keep him in are like, you know, well-meaning um, liberal ideologues. I think that's the word. And and so who don't live in the Tenderloin or some of the less um, appealing neighborhoods in San Francisco. Um, but then it was start. It just starts to. It was starting to spread all over. I watched this this um, video spread out from the epicenters, like. The, the criminal epicenters. And I watched a video on Epic TV a few weeks ago. It's on YouTube now. It's about California, the crime wave in California. And now you've got bands of organized criminals. They're just, they're all, they're in Beverly Hills. They're like, no one is, no one is safe. And so now you've got residents in very, very, very upscale, excuse me, very, very upscale neighborhoods in Los Angeles hiring private armed security services basically to guard their private property. And you've got homeowners associations in these very well-to-do neighborhoods voting almost unanimously to put armed guards into their communities. And this is just my prediction. My prediction is that you're going to see a rise in vigilantism. And I think the coolest thing ever that could happen amidst all of this urban decay would be like a Batman. I think a Batman rising or some sort of <coughs> coalition of superheroes, you know, because you got you to gotta figure some plenty of people 
who went and saw Batman, right? The, I forget the newest Batman, what it's called, but uh, I think it's called The Batman. So you got to figure. You've got uh, how many millions of people went and saw Batman? How many of those people, you know, like I would say probably about one out of every hundred of those people that sees um, the Batman wants to be the Batman. I mean, a part of me wants to be. I'm like, I want to be Batman. Like, how do I start working out and, like, start fixing gadgets, you know, and and maybe figure out how to get some bulletproof something and, like, a, a grappling hook that I can, like, attach. See? See? I want to be Batman. So you got to figure that there's somebody maybe smarter than me, tougher than me, whatever than me, who's who's got the resources to fund the creation of these cool little gadgets and whatnot who wants to be Batman or like a whole other, a whole other thing. So with a little luck, Batman will save us from the, um, the crime sprees that are, that are, uh, that have started to hold people hostage in the major cities. But you know, if you get in, if you go down the, the, the conspiracy hole, the, the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, I'll say George Soros is, you know, funding all of this stuff. He's like this very sinister, sinister figure who's sort of pulling strings behind the scenes. And maybe that's the case. And, you know, maybe if this, maybe then we need Bruce Wayne to come along. You know, this billionaire guy who lives in this secret cave somewhere who's just going to start showing up and kicking fucking ass and taking names. And I... I, I moved away from the trans conversation and I ended up on Batman. And that's probably the best way to end this podcast. So let's all pray that Batman shows up and fixes this fucking mess. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening as always. Magic Pisces podcast. Bye-bye.
Good night, spirit guides, I love you.